This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi, this is Annie Grace, the author of This Naked Mind Control Alcohol, and I have a question today from Deborah. Deborah says, My marriage seems dependent on alcohol. Annie, one of the reasons I have such a hard time quitting is because of the vicious cycle I have with my husband. We drink together a lot, and for years we have. I've seen it morph into a convoluted, controlling, dangerous blame game. It's caused me severe depression, a drastic drop in self-esteem, self-respect, etc. What, what are your thoughts on the dual alcohol codependent relationship and the best way to overcome them? It might be as big a step as someone leaving. I realize this, and I'm about ready to make the sacrifice because frankly, alcohol has killed us as a couple, but I don't think he wants to stop. He says he does sometimes, but that's usually in the throes of a bad hangover. You, you know the drill. What do you think I should do? So this is such, it's such a sensitive and intense thing. Um, a few things that you need to know is number one, if you're having a hard time quitting because of somebody else's behavior, I think finding, I think that's, that's valid for sure. But ultimately, this needs to be a decision for you. And you need to be true to yourself because if you aren't true to yourself in this decision, you won't be able to bring the best of you to any marriage. And it just won't have you know, a chance. Because what happens is a lot of times we have the option between guilt and resentment right, in relationships. And so we stop drinking. But we feel guilty because our spouse is like, oh, but I miss you and we used to drink together and blah, 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 but we feel guilty. Or we keep drinking and then every time we're like, well, I would be you know, looking after myself and I wouldn't be drinking anymore and I would be healthier and happier, but it's because of you. And then we feel resentment. And so guess which one of those two things, guilt or resentment, kills a relationship? It's the resentment. It's not the guilt. So we can all handle feeling a little bit guilty, but once we start to resent another person, once we start to blame them, so it sounds like if you're saying, I can't stop drinking because you drink and I'm blaming you, you're bringing resentment into it. So I think really shining the light on like, is this for me? Is it a decision for me? And then number two is just understanding that no matter how positive the change, if somebody in a marriage decided to wake up the next morning and they were going to run three miles a day for the rest of their lives, no matter how positive the change or they were going to eat healthier, anything, no matter how positive, is going to disrupt the balance of a marriage because you have this lifelong programming of how you interact with each other and it's mostly unconscious and you're going through the motions and then somebody does something different it absolutely it disrupts the balance of the marriage and so often people can feel a few ways they can feel threatened because they feel like they're not good enough for you anymore or they can feel threatened because they feel like well maybe you're evolving beyond them and you're doing something and, and you're not bringing them along and so they can feel fearful and they can lash out in different ways. They can feel judged because they feel like if you're elevating yourself up, then maybe you know, you're judging them that they're not quite at the same level you are all of a sudden. And so there's all these things that somebody can feel when somebody makes a change. So I think realizing that this change, even though it's so incredibly positive, is going to impact your marriage. And the best thing that I have found, and you know, lots of people I've talked to through this have found, is that you know having compassion and rebuilding trust for your spouse through this not having any expectations you know the the thing that kills marriages faster than anything else is selfishness 
And if you want them to change for you, that's selfish. Um, but not having any expectations of them changing, just having compassion for where they are, realizing they don't know everything you know now. They're not inside your head. They never will be. And doing whatever it takes to rebuild trust. Because chances are, if you're drinking heavily for a long time, I know in my experience, there are a lot of things that I frankly had to rebuild trust with my husband about because guess what? I wasn't showing up being the best person I could be, not the best mother I could be, not the best wife I could be. And I think the best way to rebuild trust is just really take it on the chin and say, hey, you know what? I'm, you didn't do anything, I'm sorry. And this is what I know that I've done to break down trust with us. And this is what I know I'm going to do going forward. And you don't have to believe me because words are cheap you know, but you're going to see it through my actions. And so I think that's really important. Um, if you've done that, so you've understood that change just, you've, you've done this choice for yourself. You, you know, that's for you. You understand that change is going to disrupt a marriage no matter what. And then you've done your best to go into that new marriage, the disrupted marriage with as much compassion, as much understanding, as much love and the intention of rebuilding trust and still you're finding it not to be in a marriage for you, I think you need to give it a fair shot, then you really need to consider, are you holding on to something that is not gonna let you move forward? So there's this visualization and it's gonna be a bit silly, but imagine that you're in the garage and you just got out of your car and you are holding onto the door handle. And all of a sudden you wanna go in the house because you can imagine what's in the house. The house must be amazing. It's not cold for one thing. There probably aren't mousetraps in the house. You know, it's not drafty in the house and there might even be a fire on in the house, but you can't get in the house because you won't let go of the door handle. And I think we do this so much. We have so much fear about what might be on the other side of something because we don't let it go. And a few things happen when you don't let something go. Number one, you can imagine all day long what might be in the house, what this new experience might be but you can't actually experience it. But guess what happens when you let go of something before you're in the house, there's that space there. There's that time of uncertainty and not knowing, is it gonna be worth it to have let go of the safety of the car for this unknown safety of the house? And I know it's somewhat of a silly example, but whatever it is, you can't see beyond your immediate surroundings when you're holding onto the car. Guess what, you can't see anything else but that garage. And sometimes we have to go through that period of letting go of something, being in the middle period, in the zone of uncertainty, in order to enter into something better. Because you know what happens is when you can't see anything else, you don't know what other possibilities exist. You don't know what else is out there for you. You don't know how things might be. And a magic thing happens when you let go and you allow space in your life. You allow newness of possibility to come in Sometimes what happens is you feel this intense fear and you feel this intense, what am I doing and what's happening here? But unless you felt that, it wouldn't propel you into the house. It wouldn't propel you to the next thing. And so I don't mean that necessarily, you know, you're saying you're considering divorce. I don't mean that necessarily you have to consider divorce, but you might consider just being apart for a little while or seeing if that can heal or doing some stuff to give yourself the space to just be without create the space to see what's possible because we get so stuck whether it's holding on to old stories or holding on to different things that we don't believe we get we can get so stuck and we can't see what's next so it's such a such a hard topic and i just i wish everybody the best and just remember that there's nothing wrong with you no matter what you were to change in your marriage and even if your spouse has been asking you for decades to change your drinking 
it will have a disruptive pattern in your marriage, which will create the space, no matter how it ends up, to eventually be positive. And I think you could look at the analogy of the garage in the house. If, if drinking is, you're holding on to drinking, and that's, that's the car, and not drinking in your marriage is the house. You know, that's a really beautiful analogy because guess what? When you're holding on to drinking and you're holding on to this old story that my marriage is going to fall apart if I don't drink, you don't know what could be on the other side. And you not drinking could actually kick off this amazing series of events where you both come through this difficult space, but then you both come into something new and bigger than you could have ever imagined, something you couldn't see when you're holding on to the old thing. So anyway, thank you so much, Deborah. It's an amazing question. And again, this is Annie Grace, the author of This Naked Mind. Have you tried the alcohol experiment? Okay, if not, drop everything and go to thisnakedmind.com forward slash experiment. This free 30-day challenge is designed to interrupt your patterns and put you back in touch with the best version of you. You remember it was that version of you that's living your most joyful life, the version that doesn't need alcohol to relax or to have a good time and is having more fun than ever. And again, this is a totally free challenge that will change everything for you. So learn more and join me 100% free at thisnakedmind.com forward slash experiment. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.